0: This, this, this is a tape deck podcast.
1: Hey, everybody! It's H, and welcome to the special IMAX preview reaction installment of Dune Pod, your one-stop shop to get ready for the new Dune movie. This
2: week, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Jason. I was fully like mouth agape, having my soul just leaving through mm-hmm. my face orifices, <laughs> like just like the reverse Raiders scene, like uh, like in like it really was. Just felt like a transcendent moment.
1: And by co-host of the seventy millimeter podcast and famous artist Danny Haas.
3: I mean, I was like drooling watching this like it was amazing
1: we've seen the first 10 minutes of dune and another pivotal scene and behind the scenes interviews with denny hans and the whole cast of the film we also had the opportunity to make some new friends at the san francisco screening and include some of the in-line interviews with fellow dune heads that we recorded and now without further ado the imax preview Well, first of all, the first among us to have watched it, let's welcome Danny. Yeah. Danny Haas, famous artist. How's it going, dude? Oh, good, man. How are you? Big night. Big night. Big night for the pod. Big day. Really big big day.
2: day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How was that? How's that heat standing outside in Florida for this? How did that feel? (laughs) When we pulled
3: up, we pulled up to the AMC here, and the line was already... What time did you arrive? So we got there at 6 for the 7 o'clock, and uh, when we pull up, we see the line kind of wrapping the building. I'm like, holy shit, this is... Mm -hmm. There's a lot of nerds in Orlando, so...
1: Yeah. I had been in line for 40 minutes in California for a showing that was three hours later than that by that point. My goodness. (laughs) My goodness.
3: <laughs> so, uh, we probably they probably started moving the line in about 30 minutes. So, we only were out there for about it was like 6.30 So, the sun was going down. It wasn't terrible, it was warm, but there was a ton of people that didn't get in, though. It was really the line kept going and going and oh, going. Oh, really? I was they surprised. didn't let people yeah. in. Oh, wow, they just, wow. Fold. They just got full. They filled
2: the whole theater. I Dang. would suicide, I would just, I would die, I would die self immolate. We're looking <laughs> for a new host. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. man. That is uh that's wild. It's crazy to me that Orlando is more hype for Dune than San Francisco. We I mean maybe we're a huge theater. I think it's like a 500 seat mm. IMAX theater maybe where we are, but it was mostly full but not completely sold out.
3: Yeah, this wasn't one of the so we have a we have a massive IMAX uh, in in a Porn Orlando area, which is like a one of the five story like the the giant screen. I was surprised it wasn't mm. there, because that's where I saw the Dark Knight Rises one. Um, mm. So this wasn't a huge IMAX, but at least had the sound and the nice
1: picture. Yeah. Do you remember what that was like watching that Dark Knight Rises with the plane the plane heist with Bane? Yeah. Oh my gosh. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. If I pull that off, will you die?
2: It would be extremely painful. You're a big guy for you. Oh my God.
3: You know, it was funny because I remember walking out of that thinking we were about to get one of the greatest films of all time. You know, absolutely. It was such a big, like that scene was unreal. We were still kind of freaking out about Bane's voice. And yes. Yes. Oh man, it was a big time, but it looked incredible. It did. So this, that was, that's what I was hoping to come out of this with that same kind of feeling.
2: Yeah. And did did it did it happen for you? A hundred percent feeling. A hundred percent.
3: I am I am very excited for this film now, like very excited.
2: Have you seen Danny? Have you seen other movies in the theater? Uh, Excuse me. Have you seen other (laughs) movies ever in the theater? Have you been to a movie theater before? Have you seen moving pictures? (laughs) <laughs> but wait, you've have you been to the movies since the pandemic? Have you been going to the movies? Yes, okay.
3: yeah, yeah. I went during the pandemic too, so, you know. Okay. I went I saw uh, Tenet. Florida man. Florida, yeah, I'm in Florida, yeah. bro. We yeah. do whatever we want here. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: saw it with an alligator. Um I have not seen any movies. Uh this was the first time I've been in a movie theater really? uh since like, yeah, in a year and a half, like since January oh. or, December because we had a small kid then like I don't even know the last movie I saw.
1: Well, you also said this was the first bath time that you've missed since your daughter was born seven months yes. ago. Oh, that's right. Good. This is
2: the first time I missed one of the kids. Yeah, this is the first time I missed bath time with the family since to since hang out Juniper with us was born. Yeah, mm. exactly. To Hang out with the Dune heads. Um, <laughs> but like the experience of being in the movies again and like just seeing a movie and in the Metreon IMAX is a really excellent. IMAX screen like it is gigantic. That's awesome. I've seen a lot of IMAX movies in that theater over the 20 years I've lived here including you know Dark Knight and just but being in that environment for the first time again it just felt so mm-hmm. consuming. It just I was just like oh my god. The other thing is that they took our phones? Which I don't think they did in Florida, right? They didn't take your phones.
3: They definitely took our phones. Yeah. Oh, they did. They okay. they they they, uh, they put them in a bag and then stapled the bag that's shut. That's what they did I'm for like, us. what Whoa. is happening?
2: Whoa! <laughs> yeah. They put them in a lunch bag. They put them in yeah. a lunch bag and gave us like basically yes. a carnival raffle we, ticket. Yes, yeah. that's
3: exactly what they did for us.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And so it was also the first time I've been without my phone for a period of time in like the last year and a half. Stressful. And so I don't, I, I mean, I just want to like say all that to color my very positive, impossibly <laughs> positive reactions to this event as to say, like it was maybe the most present. I've ever felt Mm. like, you know, in the last, uh, the, the, I can, I said this on discord, but like it did remind me of the birth of my child because (laughs) that also (laughs) was a moment when I didn't have my phone and was just like, you know, fully like present and, uh, and like just fully locked into this experience. And I just like, you know, there's just not a, there's not a lot of, Comparable events like
3: that, yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel it really felt like because uh, it was a packed theater for me. Mm. Just to be in a crowd of people who are very fanatic about this franchise. I mean, we've only had yes the one Dune, yes. and then the mini like the TV shows or whatever the mini series thing, and then the George. Jordanowski's, whatever. Yeah. But, like, media-wise, you would expect... I, I mean, I didn't expect as much of a massive turnout, but there were people there that were, like... Like, the woman next to me was on the edge of her seat. She was yeah. eating it up, and it just huh. felt like... I haven't felt this feeling since, like, Rise of Skywalker, like, the big Star Wars moments, like, crowds like that. That's what this crowd felt like. I mean, they were yeah. amped for this film. and And I'm not a huge Dune fan, but... I really felt it and it almost made it their experience a little bit better.
2: Hmm. Yeah. And, and so I just want to say, I want to say, you said you got there at six for the mm-hmm. seven o'clock screening, Matt, you got there at what? One in the afternoon.
1: Uh, I got there at two forty.
2: Two forty PM for a seven PM
1: show. I was the first one there. <laughs> there were like, you know, the producers of this event are not even here for until 5 PM. So like line up wherever you want. And then I had to go like, like stake out a spot and put my fold up chair and get ready and then there's that moment of where you're waiting for the next person to show up where you're like I'm a psycho no one's here I like how crazy am i and fortunately Julia and her aunt were the next people to show up and they showed up only 20 minutes later oh nice so that that was actually really cool and actually let me just pause for a second let me just play quickly an interview that i did with julia so she is 19 years old she is an english major and so let me just let you hear this for just a second her reaction this is while we are waiting in line we are in line it's currently 3 37 p.m and julia and her aunt margaret uh, have showed up so we're going to interview julia who got the ticket she's the second person in line julia how you doing hi
4: i'm good how are you doing
1: i'm doing great and how did you get into dune like what brought you here
4: Well, I got into Dune originally. I've always been a Star Wars fan. I've always been a Harry Potter fan. And my dad loves 80s movies. So that eventually, Mm. you know, blossomed out into all the things that inspired the things that I like. So, you know, liking Harry Potter turned into liking A Wizard of Earthsea and all of Ursula K. Le Guin's novels. Mm. And liking Star Wars turned Mm. into liking Dune and all the other sci-fi that got pieces taken out of it and turned into the things that I grew up on.
1: Holy cow, that is amazing. And so you read uh, you're reading books and watching movies, T V shows?
4: Yes, definitely for sure. I watched the movie with my dad, which he always loved, and it's always funny to go back and see all the, the effects in that movie are hilarious. But like it's great to think about at the time that they were so proud of it and that it was such, you know, so innovative. And then I started reading the books after that.
1: Amazing. And how many of the books have you read at this point?
4: I've read the first one.
1: Okay, that's good. The first one is, is, like, really great. Second one is, like, a very weird turn, but very cool. And the third one's great. And then after that, it just gets really crazy, and <laughs> I can't really recommend them. But uh, just read the wiki pages, and, and you'll be fine. <laughs> read the wiki pages? So what are you most excited about for tonight, and what are you most excited about for this new movie? Uh, what are you really fired up on?
4: Um, tonight, I'm most excited for the first 10 minutes of the movie because I think that the first... That first bit of the novel is the part that really mm. was I it turned it from something that like I was just looking into for fun to like oh I think that there's like a lot here. I think the beginning of the novel and the way it just throws you into what the world of Dune is like and this what Paul is, is like and what Arrakis is going to be like and all that uncertainty that Paul is feeling mm. you start to feel and I think it'll be great to see how you know I think it'll be a great moment of Timothy's acting will be mm. the beginning I think it'll set up the tone well. And for the whole movie, I'm just really excited to see the tone taken a little bit darker. I think that's more true to the books. And I'm glad that they're splitting it up into a couple of films. So I'm going to be excited to see how they keep it dark, but also where they cut it off and where they set up for the second film.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Uh, looking forward to, to seeing it myself. And we're waiting for a few other people uh, to even show up. We're the hardcore. So thanks, Julia. Nice to meet you.
4: Thank you. Nice to meet you, too.
2: The youth, the youth of America,
1: ladies and gentlemen. I just want to
2: say this was like the second person in line. By the time I showed up at like, I showed up at like 530. I was going to, I was planning to get there later, but I was like getting so hyped by like, you know, these on the field reports that H was putting in the discord that I, I left. i been in my family even earlier and I got there and like H had become the mayor of this <laughs> preview event. Like it was the most wild shit I had ever seen. Like he had, he knew all the ushers. He yeah. knew like Like everyone in the line, like and like knew everyone's name. Like was joking around with the usher about how the usher was going to sign his poster later, and like was like asking me, was like, who do you think? Who do you think is the right person to approach from Warner Marketing here uh, to get tickets to uh, like the Toronto Film Festival? And I was like, I don't think any of these people work for Warner Marketing. This is like some subcontracted shop. Like it was just. Unbelievable. Like I, I felt like I walked up, and the first thing I walked up to the front of the line, of course, where I had a chair waiting, and like <laughs> H is like, Oh, this is the co host of Dune Pod. And everyone was like, Oh my god, like it's so great. These people had never heard of our, <laughs> our podcast like three hours earlier. Yo, you got like fifty more listeners. It was just some real shit that had happened. Gosh.
1: I should have I should so so Ian uh disgraced producer Ian was totally right. I should have had flyers, I should have had Dune pod flyers to hand out to everybody, but <laughs> Mm. My God. Yeah, it was really, it was very cool. Like once you get in position and you start talking to people, it's great. And so whether it's talking about Duners, talking about, it was a lot of Trost talk. There was, you know, a lot of oh, really? you know, M- MCU and, and other things. And so I do want to call out my big breakthrough in getting ready to watch this movie was, we've had a couple of movies, and I'm just going to use Star Wars for the moment. We've had a couple of movies where like, we'll just take Last Jedi as an example it's both an incredible movie that really inspired and lift lifted people up and was really really unique and then it had like all these complicating factors that people struggled with and i think given the source material and given denny we're going to have a movie here that is just executing on all cylinders like the source material is good the the director the mm. writer the the producer and like what's going to happen to sci-fi fans and the community when you have a movie that just doesn't have any negatives.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I think it's going to be a very powerful thing.
2: The vibe was super posy. Yeah, I will say in line, like, like, like people were, like, I guess you're right. Like these are these are people who like the book and like know the movie, but like are excited for this and like aren't really know that like it's a fucking weird thing <laughs> and aren't super gatekeepery about it. As a result, or are just like, I mm. hope so. I mean, that's maybe I'm projecting a little bit. My my dominant reaction having seen this is I think this is going to be one of the best science fiction movies ever made and i hope people go see this fucking weird space worm movie because mm-hmm. it is a deeply weird movie that is complex and nuanced and just crazy and is completely unfamiliar to most of the people who, are, who were gonna hope go see it and so i think like in general the fan reaction those who came like to a preview event is like yeah man i hope people like these worms mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> i think jason i think we had the conversation on discord uh this week where you had brought up People seeing this film and then wanting to read the book and jumping into right. like, like I like Marvel and Marvel Comics. Right, right, right. And you know, it's so funny. Is I thought I literally thought about that conversation when I was leaving because I watched this thirty-minute whatever jaunt into Dune real quick, and I'm like, <laughs> should I read the book? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I am right. really interested now. Right. Like the first right. Lynch's Dune didn't do it for me, Mm-mm. but now I'm like damn, this is, this is impressive. And the bits that we got of the little, the first 10 minutes, the little, uh, making of doc, it was just like, holy shit. Speak on it visually. Uh, Visually. Yeah. Speak on it. Like
1: what, what struck you about it?
3: I mean, I'm I'm probably going to say some things on this that I'll probably regret, uh, Mm. in the future. I like it. I like risky, risky behavior. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there there are there are moments like there's there's when when you watch bits of sci-fi, you can find things where things are being pulled from, different design elements and inspirations. And I felt like a lot of the design in this film felt original. Yeah. And it felt it felt it felt smart and creative. How about those ships? The ship, yeah, the ship design. I mean, the only one I was just kinda like okay with was I don't know if it's spoilery, so I'm sorry, but the butter, the dragonfly-esque,
1: the ornithopters, yeah,
3: yes, it looked amazing. It just kind of reminded me of like Kashyyyk, uh
1: mm, mm, Wookie mm-hmm, kind of stuff,
3: mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it was badass. Like there, but there, are, there are shots and costumes and weapons. I mean, I was like <sighs> drooling watching this. Like it was amazing.
1: Raban's whip. When he is walking, the ball.
3: <laughs> right. Oh my gosh! Whoa. And on top of that, you have these actors who we have history with. Like I, we have Timothy, we have Oscar Isaac's and Brolin, and it's just like they still felt like they were committed and on board for this film, and it just felt something special is about to happen with this sci-fi picture. Mm, that's great. I love it. I agree. I got the chills. I literally got the chills when the, when we'll get into Hans Zimmer stuff, but the, the, the percussion that he's yes. doing in this
1: film. Yes.
3: My, I mean, the hairs on my back and my neck stood up. It was,
2: it was really something special. I was fully like mouth agape, like just having my soul just leaving through mm-hmm. my face <laughs> orifices. Like just like the reverse Raiders scene. Like, uh, <laughs> Like, like in, like it really was just felt like a transcendent moment. And and like, Mm -hmm. I, I have, I have, like it reminded me of like Blade Runner 2049 or just like one of those moments where a movie just like reaches out and grabs you by the front of your face. And is like, you are going to watch this shit. Mm -hmm. It was great. It was just great. A great experience.
1: Mm that i mean i was right there right there with you i was sort of like during each of the sections that it went from thing to thing to thing and you're right it was jam packed as as we were going through the 30 minutes like there weren't huge applauses but it was fine because like everybody was completely rocked back in their seats trying to figure out what the hell was happening. H tried as,
2: as mayor of the preview, <laughs> like, did, like in between the segments, tried to like, I guess we should say like we should say like what this was. It was yeah. like there was an intro by Villeneuve. There was the first 10 minutes of the movie. There was a, a separate sequence that we'll talk about. And then there was the new trailer, which drops tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then a a bit on with Hans Zimmer um, talking about the score. And it was really well produced. Like each segment ended on like a clear kind of beat. Yeah. And like transitioned. It was like sort of like the movements of a symphony where you're not supposed to clap between them. Except H was like, woo, <laughs> Like was trying to, like, <laughs> was trying to the get wave. the wave going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I felt
2: it. Um yeah. but like it 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 felt like that. It was just like okay, mm-hmm. like this is you're seeing this thing. And uh yeah, it was it was great. Like it all built on it all built on each other.
1: We are going to be doing some spoilers here over the next few minutes as we talk through this, but we definitely will be sensitive. There's there's nothing there there really is for what they showed there's nothing that that was a major spoiler there's so much that was still held back so you had some some pieces that were were really really great but so just want to call that out for folks throughout this entire segment we're probably going to be discussing some spoilers throughout the throughout the whole thing yeah I want to do just one other uh just really quick I want to do another reaction before we start diving into the specifics of it and this is I was really fortunate one of the one of the the fourth person to show up was Drago and Drago aka David um is one of the redditors he is the main mod for the Dune community he's oh, wow. been really responsible for the Dune Discord and driving that forward over the last two years and it really is a great place it's super welcoming for folks and it's like hardcore dune heads for sure both the books and the movies and everything else so it was great to finally meet drago in person but let me just i want to play this uh, a minute interview that i had uh with him all right so this is interviewing drago drago how's it going man welcome
0: it's going good how are you
1: I am very, I like, it's, it's time. <laughs> We've been waiting a long time. I don't remember when I joined the Dune Discord. I think it's maybe, like, Find out right now. I bet you can. You have, like, the God powers. <laughs> How's it going? How's it on the Discord, and, and what are you feeling like going in for today? Oh, it's, it's going great. I'm very, very excited. Yeah. Nice. What do you think is going to be your biggest disappointment tonight? Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jesus. Uh, oh, that's that they don't show more yes all right Christ. that's a safe answer
1: that's a safe answer and what are you most stoked for mm. uh the soundtrack stuff,
2: mm.
0: soundtrack
3: stuff. Mm. oh yeah maybe
1: some tina guo on the uh on the cello or whatnot that would be really awesome yeah sweet and then uh what are you reading right now
3: uh well i'm reading through chapter house
1: <laughs> and how far have you gotten in line uh in in this yeah not far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've just started it. All right, you gotta keep you gotta keep working. All right, well listen, thank you so much for all the work that you do. We really appreciate it and enjoy the show. Yeah, thank you.
2: I I like that like two of your questions are what are you gonna be most disappointed <laughs> about? And like why aren't you reading faster, you illiterate? Like, why, why you, welcome, all you are, are welcome. <laughs> so you're just you're just a very you're a very aggressive interviewer. You really got a sharp <laughs> a sharp style.
1: I I tried to-
2: He's a great guy though. I liked meeting him. Yeah. He's like obviously very knowledgeable about Dune, but like in a way that like is like engaging and he wants like people mm-hmm. other people to like share in it. So it was, that was a cool that was a cool thing.
1: Totally. And he spends like all of his time like removing when people post leaked images or people don't spoiler tag stuff or people are like behaving poorly. Like he does a lot of work to make the community a great place. And so I want to say thanks to to drago and also thanks to his dad who drove him and took a zoom call from the parking lot in order to make it all happen so that was that was amazing solid nice there is one last interview that i want to do and this was with quinn of quinn's ideas who is one of the main dune channels that are out there both for uh spoiler information and and just a ton of insights um so let me just hit this this is our final our final interview but i want to get this one in here all right, so this is recording here. We got Quinn from Quinn's Ideas. How's
0: it going, man? Pretty good. How's everybody?
1: <laughs> I think people are starting to get hype, but it's taken a little while. I think I talked to somebody who was at five o'clock in Orlando and said there were yeah. lines all the way around the block. Oh so my God.
0: It's, true. it's true. That's true. It's still really early here. Confirmed. Yeah,
1: what time is it? I don't even know. Oh,
0: it's like four, almost
1: five. Almost yeah, five. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to get hype. So, what oh, are yeah. you, if you think about everything for tonight, what do you think is going to be your biggest disappointment?
0: Biggest disappointment,
1: (laughs) i did not getting to see the whole movie. Yeah, (laughs) okay. Oh, my God. What a question. What are you most fired up for?
0: Just to, like, see the visuals and just, like, to see the grand epic scale and just, like, really get, Mm. like, an idea of the direction that Denis Villeneuve is, like, taking the whole universe.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Mm. totally. I think his whole grounded aesthetic is, like, if you think about Sicario or, uh, you know, just, like, makes it real and just feels so solid.
0: It adds some realism to it. It makes it, like, gritty and, like, kind of, like, brutalist. And, yeah, I mean, that's what he does. I mean, I've seen, like, his other movies, and it's, like, I saw, like, a few people, like, hating on the color grading.
1: Shout out to you, Louise, on the Dune
0: Discord. And I'm like, we haven't even seen the whole movie either, so we don't know, like, what colorful moments might be added to. Mm -hmm. Like, we haven't seen, like, The Guild Navigator, which I think, (laughs) if we could see The Guild Navigator, I'd be (laughs) right.
1: I heard some rumblings. Like, I saw some things I wasn't clicking on the spoiler text, but...
0: Well, I'm hoping to see, like, get, like, a little bit of the Bene Gesserit temple, maybe. Mm. Like, maybe it'll start off with some narration. I think, like, if it was going to be, like, a narration, <laughs> it would, like, have to be, like, a Bene Gesserit. This ended up being wrong. Was this to, is based like, on the... Um, kind of have a view of everything. Totally Based on the yeah. script, totally. and it was wrong.
1: Yeah, I think, that's, I think that is going to be, for me, the biggest thing that I've been waiting to find out, because obviously I've read the book many times, I've seen Lynch's uh, film many times. It's like, how's it going to open... How's it going to end? Like those are the for me the big open questions for the uh, for the movie. So I'm really stoked to check it out and, and see this tonight.
0: Yeah, it's going to be weird with this movie because it's like I don't know exactly where it's going to end because it's only the first half of the book. Mm-hmm. So like they, it's kind of going to be like cut in a weird place.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. So let me just ask: How did you get into this originally, and how long have you been working on this?
0: Just the Dune fan.
1: Yeah, just the Dune the, the Dune portion of of stuff that you have going on.
0: Uh, it's been like four or five years at this point just a recommendation mm. from a friend there's another youtuber coming for girl 19 and she like loved doom and i just read it one day and like got really into the books and started making videos about it nice yeah
1: nice that's awesome well it's amazing to see it coming to fruition today is another big step on the road and then we're only you know a couple of months away from the full deal mm-hmm. awesome well thank you so much man really right. great to meet you
0: great to meet you too man
1: all right take nice it easy this winter thank you <laughs> What shirt is it? Oh,
3: nice. The total Sweden shirt. Love yes. it.
1: Yes. I need the Greta. I need the Greta shirt. Quinn, nice to meet you. Was, that was an awesome, uh, awesome discussion. It's super interesting because the definitely, so, so we're going to get into some spoiler territory here. The film that we saw the first 10 minutes, it does not start the way the book starts. It does oh, make a change. And it takes a change to put uh, Zendaya into the opening right out of the gate. And I actually thought that was a really, really smart move,
2: and I liked it a lot. Yeah, so like, to be more explicit, it basically opens with Chani, the Zendaya character, explaining from the Fremen perspective that this is an occupied planet that gets exploited for a spice, and the Harkonnens had done it, and now someone else is coming. Uh, and it's both a way of doing exposition, but also a way of centering the Chani character from the beginning of the narrative, whereas she's mm. introduced exclusively through like Paul's dreams and then like kind of exclusively through Paul's gaze mm-hmm. later in the book which I think is just very exciting. There this this from the first the very first opening of the movie is uh indicative of a bunch of changes that Villeneuve makes that differ from the book. Everything we saw there's a cup there's a couple places where it differs from the books. Either scenes that were invented or scenes that were tweaked slightly and I, my my overall impression is that all of those changes are narratively better than the source material. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, mm. like that's just that's just better. Um, which is the same reaction I had to like a similar reaction I had to like Blade Runner 2049. Like anytime like Bl- Villeneuve departed from the Blade Runner original kind of ethos, it was to improve it. Uh and so mm. I'm just I'm just pretty excited about what he's able to do here. Interesting.
1: Love it. Yeah, no, me too. I mean, the it both the book and Lynch's Dune have a lot of exposition right out of the gate, and so the idea of grounding it, but it's it's never been grounded from that perspective of Um, dune directly and the fremen and so i thought that was a that was definitely a very cool um a very cool concept i also like that it establishes that that paul is coming in as the next occupier yeah and so that's sort of his legacy exactly as his starting point and Mm. so that's a really that's a really cool piece so there's a demonstration of the voice so this is jesus the-
2: fucking christ my
1: god <laughs> so this is one of the oh aspects of god. uh of, of the book that's so incredible you have the benegesserit who have the ability to control their voices and their bodies to do super you know super powerful things and so in lynch's dune you know it's this kind of gravelly sound and some echoes and whatnot there's no need to fight over me. The use of the voice in this was
2: amazing, and Rebecca Ferguson, come on, amazing, so She's
3: gorgeous, yeah.
2: So this is this scene is a breakfast scene between Paul and Jessica, in which they talk, in which she tells him to use the voice to get her to give him a glass of water. Uh, this scene does not exist in the book. This is a Mm-mm. pure villain of invention. The voice is in the book, but the 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 scene is not. Uh and it is fucking riveting. The way in which they <laughs> that, like the voice has been seen. We've seen it twice on film, in the miniseries, and in uh the Lynch movie. In the Lynch movie, it basically is this reverb effect in which it's like, come here. You know, it's like this yeah. kind of very weird uh <laughs> vocal like processing. In the in this version, basically everything goes completely still. All of the sound drops out. And when Paul first moves his lips, there's no sound. And then it's like a sonic boom and his voice kicks in in this multi-layered effect. Mm. And fr- we see the effect of that from Je- Jessica's point of view, where she imagines herself sliding the glass forward without realizing she's doing it. She's just unbiddenly kind of mm-hmm. pushing the glass forward. And which is like what the voice is meant to do. Your, your body reacts before your mind can tell your, your, your body what to do. Mm. Uh, it is delightful. Yeah. It is a delightful <laughs> piece of cinema. I am very excited about it. Yeah. You know, when you
3: hear like when you hear something in a in a piece of film where it's just like some, it feels new. It feels like it's mm-hmm. nothing. That's what this felt like. And it just, it, I felt it in my chest. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. prepared for the mm. sound that was about to come out of his mouth or delayed from his mouth, which was such a smart kind of, cause you have these telepathic presences and movies for so long and it's just like, they're looking at each other and they're you know, their minds are talking or whatever. But this felt this felt like God like. Like it was (laughs) very uh voice of God type of situation. It was very cool. As
1: soon as they started, I was like, oh my God, it's going to happen. What's it going to be? <laughs> and then yeah. when it was revealed, I was just stunned. Yeah. Holy cow, that was incredible. Can I also just say so, so you have it's the beginning of the film. The other, the other big piece that is in there is this notion of the handover from the Harkonnens over to the Atreides. And so we have basically <sighs> the Emperor's herald and the guild navigators and the members of the Lanzarod who are there to witness it. And like the majesty, the pomp, the costumes, like all of the guys with like their faces are obscured. So you mm-hmm. don't know what is behind them and, and what their deal is. But when Leto asks Thufer to do a calculation.
2: Yeah. to do a calculation. Oh my and God. And Thufer's
1: eyes roll back <laughs> when, <laughs> when he goes into the Mentat state, which is the uh, human, ca- human computer state. Like
2: that was unbelievable. Oh, my, my toe hairs caught fire at that moment. It was absolutely, <laughs> it was some real shit. <laughs> it's these oh little things God. that
3: are like setting us off, but they're so simple and smart. And it, it felt like he was like I don't know if he can actually do that with his eyes, but it really felt, <laughs> it felt like, like he could do it. that he with felt those like eyes. He did it it, it felt didn't feel fake, natural. Yeah, yeah. it felt supernatural, which really made it even more creepy and rad.
2: It's like when they send like the soldiers to like the 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 training like when in like saving private ryan they all had to go to boot camp before <laughs> they sent they sent him to like eye-rolling camp six hours a day for like just like in
3: he does it school. so quick too like you're not yeah. even ready for it and it's like oh fuck
2: yeah oh my god he do the thing with his eyes here's a, so a thing i'd like to say at this point about like an impression of the of the trailer so a catcher asked this question in discord which is like how's this going to be different than 2049? Can it, can it be a bigger movie than 2049 or Will suffer the same fate Mm-mm. in terms of popularity? And, and like, as I said before, this is like my big concern is that I think this movie is going to be one of the greatest science fiction movies ever made. I, and I don't know if it's going to be financially successful because it is a deeply weird movie that is based on no, Like universe that anyone's familiar with and you've got to be willing to like jump into some really weird shit in order to dig it and I think it does a great job at exposition on the front end the place in which stylistically I think it is different than 2049 critically like if Villeneuve took a note from his relative commercial failure on that movie is that it moves a lot faster like I was surprised at the speed of these sections in this movie where it was like just establish, you know, the Chani voiceover, it's like the the handover, the voice scene, like it's just, the beats are very, very fast, whereas like the 2049 pace is much more languid and kind of just like, you know, slow and like it feels like, you know, you're kind of being stretched out and stuff like that. Now, the pacing of the action scene that's after, like felt a little more drawn out, but like in this exposition, he's really like driving the pace, I think, in a faster way mm. than you've seen from so I i hope that helps an audience in some yeah.
3: way. Mm. I think the way I would compare this kind of feeling coming in this film is what Ender's Game kind of felt like. Mm-hmm. This obscure old sci-fi book that has a following, but right, not really a mainstream book, but it's bringing in Harrison Ford and kind of a big name actor and. The budget's not huge, but it barely made enough money. That's kind of how what I feel like Dune's going to do. How dare you? But it's going to solidify this. It, yeah. I think it's going to it's going to be like a tentpole kind of bar-setting sci-fi film from here on out. Yeah. Everything's going to... I think a lot of things are going to be compared to this.
1: I So I'm going to just put my marker down. Oh, Jesus. I think this is going to be an Avatar situation. Oh,
2: my God. The most successful movie of all time. No.
1: No. <laughs> not that it's... <laughs> no.
2: The biggest financial (laughs) success (laughs) of all time.
1: No, no. I am suggesting that it is going to be a, it will continue to have legs because of the quality. And as people experience this film and it is different than anything they've ever had before. And you have this huge movie and the science fiction and these aspects, but you have such a tight story and the characters that, it will continue week over week over week there will be a lot of excitement so i would i would be surprised to see so i think black widow dropped 67% week over week i think this movie will probably drop by like 50% week over week the the
2: the word of mouth will be so good that people will come to see it yeah I, I hope so i hope so it's just like it's like you know uh, it's a it's a weird one like another thing that this movie does well uh with the source material that is not been in previous versions of Dune is wrestle with the hallucinatory, dreamlike, mm. profit, profit like quality that Paul has. I mean, speak on it. You know, I mean, Paul is a messianic figure. He has visions. He of a destiny. He has he has prescient vision. He can see the future. Uh, and like all of those, all of those cues are things that are key to the book. And all happen though in internal dialogue or mm. in you know written description, but don't happen in a spoken way or even in an in an action way. It's all internal stuff. The visual style by w- that Villeneuve uses to convey Paul's prescient specialness is this very dreamlike kind of you know a hallucinatory. Uh, style where it 's like it 's not just a dream like you 're being you 're being kind of attacked by these visions, and I think it looks just i think it looks really excellent and i think will i think will really work for the source material but again that 's the kind of movie that we 're hoping an avatar sized audience goes to see <laughs> is like a you know a jesus a jesus story you know yeah
1: so danny this is the this is the spice harvester scene. That we've seen in the trailer before, but when Paul gets out and he puts his hands into Mm -hmm. the, into the sand and he comes up with a spice and then he is sort of like, it's all swirling around him and he's kind of like on his knees checking these out. Like, how did that resonate with you?
3: You know, I really, I, I love Timothy Chalamet. So I think he is really smart for this role. I keep saying smart, but it just it feels right. He feels like the right kind of actor for this Paul character. Mm. When that when the spice hits him and he's just kind of when it cuts him just staring at the ship. Mm. I'm like, this feels cool. Like it it's just something cool about it. Mm -hmm. But man, when when stressful. What's Brolin's character's (laughs) name? I'm sorry. Gurney. Gurney. This is my doing knowledge.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's fine.
3: When Gurney slaps him on the shoulder and kind of wakes him out of it. Yeah. And the this is going to get spoiler, but the earthquake of the worm coming up and their hands kind of like visually like the ripples in the sand. And there is something so textural about that. that yeah. I just want like it felt gritty and I wanted to touch one, it. Like I wanted to yeah. feel that. But and yeah. and I still somehow felt it. And
2: mm. man, I'm 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 blown away, guys. I'm not going to lie. This like this again. So is not in the book. The harvester scene is in the book. The, there's a bunch of stuff that's different about it but notably like Paul getting out and sort of having this mm-hmm. moment of this vision moment and having to be rescued by Gurney is not in the book it works so well though because it it, it ties together some stuff that happens later. I know your steps old man. Yeah 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 it, Paul has this like whoa Paul has this like Paul has this he's overcome by this like you know hallucinatory feeling uh, and he's like seeing something beyond you know the current even though his life's in danger or because mm-hmm. his life's in danger it's provoking this moment of crisis
1: and observation yeah
2: and it's just so fucking good like like the mm-hmm. the the whole thing there like it's so good that the actual appearance of the worm yeah it, it, while amazing is like almost like not the climax it's 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 like almost the the climax of the thing is paul realizing that something else is happening and him having to escape yeah, before yeah, the yeah. worm appears. I, I climaxed climax on the worm.
1: I mean, come on.
2: Okay. That right, was like all
1: right. all right. I mean like that worm was incredible. The teeth I I, yeah. I
2: climaxed on the worm is obviously going to be the pull quote for the episode. So,
3: good work. <laughs> I mean it looked incredible. Pointy the scale it incredible. of it was nuts because we get a we get a sense of how big that Uh, spice machine is. And then it's just tiny in the mouth. The harvester in the mouth of the worm is nuts. But um, I have a question. Do you guys... (laughs) Danny, your question, sir. (laughs) Do you guys feel like um, the Dune crowd will be as upset from departure of storylines from the book when it comes to Denny's vision
2: we talked about it with all the hardcore Dune heads that were around us, including Drago and all the people you heard from on the interviews who are all like, mm-hmm. you know, like, and other people who are serious book readers. I mean, people who show up to a Dune screening with one of the Dune books in hard copy. And like, you know, <laughs> and like, I, I was making the point I made here, which is I think these are all narrative improvements and every, you know, everyone's like, yes, like, this is clearly like a better way of telling the story. And like, it, we, I think like the, the hardcore Dune fans, just want people to, like, be exposed to this universe because we think there's, like, an interesting story here. Yeah. And and I think this movie is the obviously the best vehicle for that to happen. And the choices that Villeneuve are making are departures that are completely consistent Mm -hmm. with the intent of the work. And, you know, and, like, I don't know, for us at least, as we've gone deeper in our Dune journey of over 50 episodes (laughs) and, like, gotten into, like, you know, the later books and stuff, it's really, like made us realize some of the shortcomings that Herbert has as a storyteller. And I think, I think Villeneuve is just going to do a better job in some ways with, mm. with what Herbert was trying to wrestle with. Wow. Love that.
1: Amazing. I'm just uh, just calling out really quick. Catcher, we need a new cover for this episode because... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is this the time to give out Jira tickets? Is no. This, just- this, like <laughs> I it just occurred to me there was no Gamja So we all assumed that the Gamja would definitely be in this thing and that did not happen. So wait,
3: which was that? <laughs> the, That's uh the the
1: the, we, the, the, the
2: the 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 pointy. Oh yeah. Was I was the, looking for that yeah. too. We yeah. all assumed that that was going to be in the first 10 minutes, <laughs> which kind of counters my point about this movie moves along quickly. But it does, I think it does in those 10 minutes, does a lot of exposition. A lot, it's just, yeah. I, I think if you had no familiarity with the source material, if how much of that you absorbed coherently, yeah. because yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah. being, you're like... You know the first thing is you're on Dune. Chinese talking about it, Yeah. and then it like jumps. The, it you get a title that says Planet Caladan, and it's like, have we lost you already? There's two planets you've never heard of. Like, what's <laughs> the you know? That was so great that shot.
3: Well, I will say, as someone who doesn't know the Dune b- outside of Lynch, I, when the ten minutes was up, I was frustrated. I'm like, I need yeah. more. Like I, yeah, I, yeah, I like yeah. keep going with the story because you. I'm hooked. Like yeah, visually the sound like I, I'm I'm in. I need more of
1: this let's talk let's talk the music let's talk music for a few minutes. so My there was God. the the percussion yeah it it is in the very beginning of the film, and then they returned to it when they went to the behind the scenes with Hans yeah. uh, and Denny and I just love that little moment of the two of them kind of talking.
3: did you and- catch the uh, Star Wars dig? No, no, what did he say from Hans? <laughs> So Hans goes. Um, oh yeah, he's talking about older sci-fi films. We've gone to different planets, and when we get to these planets, we still hear trumpets and and French horns. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's John Williams right there.
2: Yeah, I mean, come on, that's so funny.
3: But it makes sense. He's like, if we go to other planets, we're going to make new instruments to hear from these planets, and it's smart. I mean, it, it makes sense. And then what he's creating is next level. I mean, it's mind blowing.
1: That's fine. Have you ever seen the film Superman, the movie?
3: (laughs) Well... Yeah, I have this week. I'm excited.
1: 70 millimeter is covering Superman the movie (laughs) recording tomorrow night in the 70 millimeter discord.
2: Seamless plug. Seamless plug.
1: (laughs) I won't take any John Williams slander of any kind on this on this podcast.
3: (laughs) Hans was trying. Hans was trying. (laughs) No, not even from you. Not
1: even from you, Hans. Get that shit out of here.
2: I love the relationship between Villeneuve and Zimmer. It's clear there's like a real love between them. He's like. I uh, found in Hans Zimmer like, <laughs> a true and I knew that he, if I was going to make the movie, I would need someone to work with and I was honest because he is of course very busy, but he agreed to work with me on the movie. It was just like, it was just like so touching. He was like so happy to be hanging out with Han- Hans Zimmer.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was definitely clear between the two of them is they have a love for Dune. Like they have yeah. a history with it and they are passionate about this film, whether or not it's uh, like a show for what we were watching, but it did feel like they cared about the source material and what they were creating, which I like
1: Hans literally said, I'm doing this because I knew Denny wouldn't fuck up Dune. Like that was, (laughs) that was pretty wild.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I guess Hans Zimmer is a fan of Dune Pod, too. That was great. I loved everything. Uh, I, I'm not Dune Pod. I'm Dune. You might be a fan of Dune Pod. You never after know. He, who listens? After he hears the villain of uh, Impression, he'll be in. He'll be in here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What else? We, we didn't cover yet.
3: What about Timothy? Timothy is killer. I mean, I love the guy. I actually didn't really care for Timmy until I watched Call Me By Your Name. And then I realized mm. there's something special about this kid. Um, mm. You needed, you needed the peach.
1: <laughs> I'm super excited for... Um, French Dispatch? No, sorry. Oscar Isaac. Oh, God, that beard in the behind the scenes?
2: Yeah.
3: Holy shit. I'm excited to watch him play a father figure. Like, mm. I, I, I'm excited for that kind of role for him.
2: Oh, my God. I am so jealous of his general tonsorial situation. <laughs> Everything. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> like... This, like, Ecuadorian Jew who's got, like, this unbelievable full head of hair and this, like, totally lush beard. I told this story in Discord, but I'll repeat it here because it's a trauma I'm trying to overcome. At age 15, I went to my barber Ralph in St. Louis, Missouri, and I asked him to cut my hair like uh, Judge Reinhold from Night Court. I want it, like, really big and feathery like it's the not judge, judge in Night Court. It's not Judge Reinhold. That's Who is t- it?
1: Judge Reinhold is the guy from fucking Breakfast Club.
2: Yeah. Judge Harry, no, it's Judge Reinhold. It's Harry. The character's name is Judge Reinhold. Harry right? Anderson, come on, Dale, come on, my god, whatever. Judge Reinhold. <laughs> Harry Anderson's dead. Yeah, sorry. To cut <laughs> yeah. my hair like to cut my hair like Harry Anderson.
1: Who among Were us that- has not wanted that? I mean.
2: And it's a good look. My barber told me at age 15 that it would never happen for me in my entire life. And that soon I would be bald at age 15. I was told that news. I was barely bar mitzvahed. And and I don't know. And now Oscar Isaacs just out there. Just fucking, it looks like his, it looks like his hair could stop a worm. It's unbelievable. (laughs)
1: So he was incredible, the whole, like, so in D&D, you have this notion of these different classes um, and these different alignments. And Leto is definitely like a lawful good. He follows the rules and he generally tries to do things in a good way. They're also very aristocratic and they don't have any problems sending people to their death. But I loved that notion of like the emperor has called and Atreides never refuses the call like that. Mm. That was awesome. And that moment and the signet ring into the document, the notion that they're using documents with signet rings to to sign contracts in order to hand over control of a planet and like the most powerful commodity in the universe. That was super powerful.
2: Which, again, we've never, the signet ring is used to sign the contract. This whole scene of the hand over the planet isn't in the book. The Uh -uh. signet ring is hugely important in the book. Villeneuve creates a scene in which the importance of the signet ring is established in the first 10 minutes.
3: Oh, interesting. Which
2: is more meaningful than any other signet ring scene, even though that the signet ring itself is actually very important later in the story. (laughs) Like, that's, that's what we're dealing with here in mm. my guy, mm. Denny Newtown. Did you see the letter pr- the letterpress quality of that paper, too?
1: Oh, my gosh. The oh. Yeah. oh, yeah. Metallic. Oh,
2: my gosh. Oh, it's just some real good scroll work. Oof. Some good calligraphers in the year 10,191. My gosh.
1: So can we talk about what we didn't see? Like, we didn't get much of the Baron. Is Baron the
2: flying guy, correct?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. He is the most, uh, I thought he was the most, ridiculous thing in the Lynch Dune. So when he, you get the quick shots of him in this, he looks evil. Like mm-hmm. he looks menacing. He doesn't look silly. I think you see him like sitting in the water. Mm-hmm. His back was to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the quick floating up. I mean Danny, did you see did you see the upside down crucifixion field? No, excuse me. I did not see that. <laughs>
2: This is the kind of movie we're trying to convince people to go see. There is a scene in the trailer and there's an image that leaked before in which there are naked men. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Put in individual. Yeah. Put in little individual cubby holes. Crosses. What the hell was that? Put in the position of the cross upside down and like their throats are slit or something like it is. Like a ton of a ton of people. (laughs)
3: It was amazing. Yes, a ton of
2: dudes. PG thirteen. A ton 13. of dudes are put. A ton of dudes are put in their little crucifixion cubby holes and killed. <laughs> yes,
3: that was ridiculous. Please come.
2: Yeah, that... Please please come see this movie and make it bigger than
1: Avatar.
3: <laughs> bring your bring your family. You know I was, what I was thinking watching the trailer is from the whole the ten minutes we get the the making of the quick shots with Hans. I actually didn't think the trailer did it justice. Like it's a. Awesome action-packed trailer. Yes. But it didn't feel right for the
2: movie. I I 100% had that reaction. Hmm. Yeah. And I I think it's because of the speed of the cuts. Like, I think one of the joys of getting to see two sequences of the movie or like, you know, 10 minutes of the movie and another sequence of the movie is that you get so much, you you realize how he's using space and how he's like, how he's using like, you know, atmosphere and like the yeah. little details about like the, the sinking into the sand. Oh. Some of those shots actually were in the, the trailer that we've had for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, but in, but you know, but now you're getting them in the, in this new trailer and you're just realizing, Oh, you're just getting little postcards of it. You're not getting the full flavor.
3: Yeah, it's definitely how I felt. I wanted to go back and watch the trailer for Interstellar because at this point, Interstellar is kind of like my bar of what i judge anything non-Star Wars against. Mm. Uh, Yeah. So I was wondering how they advertise for Interstellar because while this isn't the same kind of storylines, but it has the kind of incredible filmmaker making this sci-fi movie. I was wondering how they advertise that because this trailer for Dune, the one's coming out tomorrow, is a good trailer, Mm -hmm. but it it feels like a different movie than the 10 minutes we watched or the other clips that we watched that Denny showed us. And that's right. I mean, they're marketing the mass market with it.
2: Good. That's right. The, the trailer is like, as opposed to the first trailer, this trailer is like, here's like the story, like here's like, you know, what's going on in this weird picture. But I don't think it's going to properly convey like the vibe that you get of seeing the actual Mm -hmm. movie.
3: It's yeah. It's definitely not the same vibe.
2: Well,
1: it was very weird to watch the first 10 minutes of a movie you've never seen mm-hmm. and then watch a trailer for that movie and to <laughs> yeah. see the parts that were included in that and be like, hey, I just saw that. That was really cool. Mm. That part was, was slightly confusing.
3: I I'm trying to think of anything else I Yeah, any other notes? F- Remembered for Lynch that I wanted to see real quick, but I didn't get to see. It. I mm. the pain, I don't know what it's called, so forgive me, the pain box. Yeah, scene, the I'm very excited, scene I'm very yeah. excited about. It. We see like them filming it, but we don't see any shot of it. Probably because it's going to be a big part of the uh, of favorite scene. How about the humor of it? What did you think about that? Oh my gosh. I was surprised, but at least uh, I was surprised by the humor because of how the what we were seeing felt but coming from momoa it didn't it it was almost expected Mm. that his character has a couple jokes Mm -hmm. what was i going to say who is the character that is uh uh, sting's
1: character do we see him in this at all no fade is not in this movie
2: we do not fade is not in this movie unless it's the movie at all not at all we don't think so Mm -mm. we're pretty sure he's not in the movie
3: okay then i didn't miss anything no I was looking for a shirtless dude with great hair,
2: and I didn't see it. I don't think Charlotte Rampling is in the movie, right? It was in this trailer, right? Yeah. I don't think she was...
1: Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if she was in the trailer or not. She's not in the first 10 minutes. She's not in the first 10 minutes, right. And it was Javier Bord...
3: Javier was in it, right?
2: Yeah. Javier's in the trailer, but not in the first 10 minutes. Yeah,
3: Right. We only saw him talking about filming we didn't see very much of him in it that's right
1: just for a
2: moment i'm
3: very excited i love his
1: voice him and denny together like they put their head like they put their heads together (laughs) as they were like talking i was like oh my god yeah that that was the thing that the first thing that struck me in this as this preview opened up and it was each cast member Mm -hmm. talking about why denny was so amazing and what this movie meant And it just kept going on and on and five people, eight people, 12 people, 14 people. And the cast is just insane.
2: It is a bonkers cast. Mm. Yeah, it's a bonkers cast.
1: Really great. Jason, any other uh, pieces you have?
2: No, I mean, like, I, again, like, my overall impression of seeing this was that I think we're on the precipice of greatness. Mm-hmm. I feel we're going to see, like, a real classic in the genre. It's a, obviously a source material that I love, and it's my favorite genre of movie, so it's, like, the most exciting thing that could possibly happen. I just, I just hope, like, other people are into it. I would like other people to see it. Mm. I think it's going to be a special, I think it's going to be a special event. So yeah, that's it.
1: I was really excited that there was a really wide, diverse group of people that were in the audience.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. There was. There was. There was a wild mix.
1: It was not just a bunch of fucking neckbeards. Like.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's good to me. It was, it was actually, it was actually a diverse crowd. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of a bunch of different kinds of folks. There older folks, younger folks, different folks. That was nice to see. Uh, that, that made me optimistic. Um, and like I said, the general vibe, after the trailer concluded, it was sort of like when you're at a rave and the light goes on, <laughs> like, you know, and like everyone's still <laughs> like kind of on whatever they were on. And like, they just want to like, keep like kind of talking about it, like sort of jabbering away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, yeah, it was just like that people. Do you were have any OJ, like, man? Yeah, exactly. You're <laughs> we just like having like half-assed conversations. Like, it was so good, wasn't it? So good, it was great. It was great. But like, yeah. it it was like it was a real high. We also had to stand in line for like like thirty minutes so they could yeah. unseal the paper bags with yeah, the phones in them. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you had a lot of you had a lot of time to like marinate in that sauce yeah. of like you know post post rave. But we Post-grade couldn't really talk about puddle. it because we had
1: to save it for the pod. So we were like, mm. it, yeah, yeah, it was, "Yeah, yeah, It was wild. I was
2: testing out. I was testing out some of my takes. Yeah, they they it, landed. It was quite the good there. Yeah. All
1: right. Uh, let's see. Well, it wouldn't be Dune Pod unless we heard from a certain friend of ours. So let's see if we can get yet one more reaction.
2: Oh, great. Dune Pod. It's
0: Corey. Austin, Texas. Hey. What the fuck. That was <laughs> completely and utterly amazing. So many space fabrics. It was uh, <laughs> <really> <laughs> unbelievable. <ship>, Catcher. <laughs> it looked like, like a nineteen sixties sci fi novel. I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything. It just it looks great. I have no doubts this will be like the best mm. sci fi movie to come out in oh, I don't know. I don't want to say a time. But anyway, it's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, Like I said, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody who hasn't seen it and doesn't want even the trailer spoiled. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I can't wait to hear about it uh, on the pod. All right. Thanks. Bye.
2: Mm. Amazing. Corey. Always great to hear from Corey. I'm glad he could go see it too
1: amazing. Love
2: it. Well, you guys, I think we did it. Yeah. I'm, s- I'm
1: so thankful. Danny, really appreciate you joining us yeah, here of at 1am, you know, from Love the
2: it. East coast. Yeah. Thank you for staying up for us. We did it. Oh my God. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and that made it that made it super fun, too, is that like there's so many people globally like, you know, it was, it was fun to go. Yeah, it was so many people. You know, it was like we got to see people's reactions online. We got to see people's reactions, uh, you know, in person, for, you know, doing heads in San Francisco. But then especially like those, you know, the folks that we hang out with on Discord um that was like the best was like being Mm. able to like kind of like talk to everyone during the day and Mm, like you know like other folks that we knew who were kind of giving their reactions and and knowing we were going to get to talk to you so that that really made it a, a super fun day amazing same for dune awesome
1: it's really it's just fun i can't can't wait to share and and just have have people check it out and and really get into it so really stoked for that All right, well, that is going to wrap it up for tonight. Tomorrow, just a quick reminder, we are going to be recording our episode on Labyrinth.
3: Oh, baby.
1: Do you have a hot take on on Labyrinth, Danny?
3: Labyrinth is Jim Henson's greatest movie. Mm. That's great. Strong.
1: I think so. I think it probably is better than Dark Crystal even. Mm. I
3: love this movie. Well, Jennifer yeah. Connelly's in it, so I definitely yeah, love. Her. Hello, but Brian Froud, <laughs> his designs. It's, like, it's right? a great
1: movie. It's a fun movie.
3: Yeah, he's amazing in it.
2: Yeah,
1: mm. and then and then again, just for folks uh, who don't know, Danny, co-host of the Seventy Millimeter Podcast, and they, in honor of Dick Donner, who passed away mm-hmm. this month, will be doing Superman the movie. The greatest superhero film ever made. Jesus. Ooh, there's a hot tech. Ooh, mama. And that's it for the special late-breaking news episode of Dune Bod. I want to thank Jason and Danny for a fantastic conversation. Next week, Daisy O'Dell joins us to talk Jim Henson, George Lucas, David Bowie, and Jennifer Connelly's 1986 classic, Labyrinth. If you're enjoying this podcast, join our Discord server where you can hang out with us whenever you want. A link is in the show notes. You can find our full movie set list on Letterboxd. And if you want to support them by upgrading to pro or patron status, use promo code DUNEPOD at checkout to save 20%. DUNEPOD is a tape deck podcast, John, a production of H Industries. Our artwork is by Catcher, and our theme music was composed by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. The episode was produced and edited by me, H. Thanks for listening. We'll see everybody next week.